I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. As per usual, we've had a bit of noise and news coming out of Bondi, the Sydney Roosters. They have made a couple of announcements over the last couple of days. Obviously, Nathan Brown, he has signed on with the club effective immediately. The Parramatta Eels announced the other day that they were releasing him. We'll get to that in a second. But James Tedesco, he has re-signed at the club until the end of 2025. So that will see him remain uh, for 2023, 2024, 2025. So very, very exciting. Uh, This one doesn't surprise me all that much, to be honest honest with you um I you know th- there was obviously the discussion that would they re-sign Suwaliti or James Tedesco I- I'm sorry but for me there was no even conversation here it was always going to be James Tedesco uh you always take the runs on the board and the thing about Teddy is that he's 30 yeah I think people are acting like he's a little bit older than what he is he's 30 years old he has still got so much footy in him it's not even funny. So for me, the conversation of which one are they going to choose, I'm not buying into it for a second. Now, is there a chance they could lose Suwali? Quite possibly. But I'll tell you what, I think the Roosters are in a spot where they know with this guy that he can go and play union, he can do whatever he wants, and he will come back to them. Yeah, and I personally think that the Roosters would have it set in plan that, hey, James Esco's here until 2025. With him here, you can win comps, you can be successful as all hell, you can play left center, some of the best real estate in rugby league. I personally think Suwali'i will stay he is so young, it's not even funny. And I think that he will eventually go to Rugby Union. He will go and play in a World Cup. I reckon 2027, he will be playing in the World Cup for the Wallabies. I really do. I think there'll be a few other leagueies that will follow suit as well. And I think that the Roosters will take the same approach they did with Sonny Bill Williams and just say to him, hey, you can go do whatever you want. The door is always open here. You give us a year's heads up and we will make it work. You might have to come under at the start but we will make it work. And whether you like that or not about the Roosters, um, I think that's what they'll do, and I think they'll be successful with it. So I, I don't really see them losing Suwali anytime soon, to be honest with you. I think he will stay there. I think he'll stay there for unders. I think that he wants to win a comp. I think that he's a guy that you can see he is, you know, as much as people want to tell you, you know, he's driven by money and whatnot, it looks to me like he's driven by success. It looks to me like he wants to be relevant. He wants to achieve things in his football career and not just make money. So I personally think he will stay at the Roosters. Uh, I don't see him leaving anytime soon. I think eventually he will go to a Rugby Union World Cup. I'm, I'm actually pretty confident from what I've heard 
that he will do that. Um, and I have no issue with it. And I don't think the Roosters have an issue with it either. They might lose him for 12 months here or there and bring him back. And, you know, I'm sure there'll be a gun somewhere in this competition that would be willing to uh, jump over to the Sydney Roosters. I mean, I look back to Mick Gordon, you know, about 10 years ago or so. Not a superstar, but came in, did the job, good value. And that was sort of around, you know, in between times of, you know, you know, Roger Tulvasashek, Tedesco's, whoever it might be. So I just think the Roosters will be okay. I think they will make it work. And I think that signing Tedesco up, um, I think that that's more important and I think that they've nailed that and I think that Sue Lee would also understand and I think his team would understand the importance of being around James Sesco and learning from him as well. You saw the, you know, Teddy obviously had a mentor like Anthony Minocello. Didn't play together, I don't think, uh, but they obviously got to spend a lot of time together and whatnot and I think that Sue Lee will be able to see the benefit of playing out of James Sesco and what he can learn there and I mean, he might not be playing fullback, but he'll be playing left centre in a team that he should win a comp within the next year or two, in the next, you know, three or four years. And uh, I personally think James Tedesco, I think he probably does win another comp before he retires. And that's sort of, sort of come back to my point. Like, Teddy, Teddy's been there for five seasons now. Um, he's won five Jack Gibson medals. I mean, at a club like this where they have superstar after superstar walking in and out, to win five on the trot is fucking incredible. There's only a handful of guys in this competition that have won three premierships. Luke Keery's one of them. He's a Clive Churchill medalist as well. We've seen the way that Sam Walker's played over the last two years or so, not to mention all the superstar forwards that they've got that are constantly toiling and getting through work. Fuck, two of the years he won it. Cooper Cronk was at the club. I mean, what James Tedesco has done over the last few years has been simply incredible. And I have a look at him and, you know, I look at his age. He's 30 years old, yeah? He's going to turn 31 in June, yeah? So, I mean, it's not young, but it really isn't old. It's not old at all, James Tedesco. So I just think he's got so much more in him and so much more to offer. It is it, – it's scary. It really is scary. Um, so oh, – actually, sorry, I got his birthday wrong then. His birthday is the 8th of January, so he turned 30 – this year, yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, that's wild, he, he could have another six years, and, you know, people go, well, 35, 36, are you serious, you do remember that, you know, Billy Slater, who's the, clo- who, you know, James Sesco is probably the closest thing we've seen to Billy Slater, um, he had mass injuries towards the back end of his season, and in his last season, he went all the way to a grand final, in fact, funnily enough, it was James Sesco's first premiership with the Sydney Roosters, Billy Slater was 35 years old, that season, yeah, and he'd come off mass injuries. If Tedesco stays fit, which at the moment, I don't think there's any argument. I think it's fair to say that it looks like he will stay fit. Shit can happen. I understand that, and it gets harder as you get older. But Teddy is showing no signs of slowing down whatsoever. And even when Billy Slater got completely derailed in the back end of his career by injury, he still was good enough in his last season to go all the way to the grand final with the Melbourne Storm. So... Teddy, I just think the experience that he provides, the amount of games he plays every season, what he's adding to his game every single year, I just can't see a world where Teddy plays anywhere else other than the Sydney Roosters. I personally does do, do think that he retires there, and I think that this conversation will be a little bit more interesting in, in, in 2025 because by that point, Teddy will be 33. I don't think he's going to decline that much. I really don't. Maybe there's a world where Teddy shifts out to the wing. Maybe he shifts into the 5'8 role. Maybe he moves somewhere else to allow Suat Lee to jump in at fullback. I'm not sure how it's going to play out, but I think Teddy's got at least three more seasons left at the Sydney Roosters. I think that they will re-sign him once again once this is once this period is over. And I I am I, very confident in saying that Teddy will win another premiership in the next five years. I genuinely think it will. And I think there's a world where he could win too. You have a look at this Roosters side and the absolute shit fight they've been through the last few years with injuries and whatnot, but just look at them on paper. They're incredible. And I think it's fair enough to say that 
they haven't really put it all together just yet. I think they've got, you know, their ceiling is nowhere near reached. And I think that James Tedesco, he will always be a very, very important part of that. I think it, I think there's an argument there that he's the greatest, you know, Roosters fullback we've seen. You have Anthony Minichello there. You'd have guys there from, you know, a long time ago as well. But, fuck, I don't know how you could argue with James Tedesco not, <laughs> not being the Sydney Roosters' best fullback ever. Like, five Jack Gibbs, he's been there five years. He's won it every single year. In that time, he's won two comps. Um, won a Dallium medal, I believe, and came second last year, second or third, 33 Dallium points last year. If it wasn't for Nico Hines' record season, he wins a Dallium out of absolutely nowhere. I mean, what he's done is just insane. And as I said, you might get to the back end of his career and, you know, he might not have the legs for fullback. He might start to fall out a little bit. He might he might make a move to 5'8", and I personally think he would handle that just fine. He might jump on the wing. You have a look at the career of Anthony Minicello, one of the greatest fullbacks we've ever seen. Very unlucky for me to consider him not the greatest Roosters fullback of all time now. But you saw at the back end of his career, he made the shift sort of out to the wing to allow Roger Tulvasa-Shek to come in. And I think James Tedesco, if they said to him in 2025, 2026, hey, Sully so wants to play fullback, he's ready. Or Joey Manu wants to play as well, which I think is the guy we're just leaving out of this conversation in a very strange way. Um, I think that James Tedesco would accompany that and I think he would make a move. And I do think that's the other factor that we're leaving out of this is Joey Manu. You know, everyone's going, so Lee wants to play fullback. He doesn't want to play center. I think Joey Manu's made it pretty clear that he's keen to play fullback as well. So the guy after Teddy, I wouldn't lock it in as being so Lee. It could be Joey Manu if he turns out to be the better the better player there. And I think Joey Manu's got his downfalls at fullback. Don't get me wrong. I think at the moment he can be a little bit predictable. I don't think he has the passing game, but... I mean, tell me that's not exactly what we've seen from Suwali'i as well. For people to think that the Roosters weren't going to sign James Tesco and go with Suwali'i, I think that's fucking madness. You take the guy with the runs on the board every single day over potential... When the runs on the border, James Tedesco being one of the greatest fullbacks we've ever seen, the closest thing to Billy Slater we've ever seen, you do not take a punt on a heap of potential... No way. You do not even consider it. It's a wild narrative that people were trying to push, and I couldn't believe it. There was never a hope in hell that the Roosters and Trent Robinson were going to do that. They've got a proven winner. They've got a proven leader, and he was always going to be the guy at the Roosters long-term. And I think long-term goes beyond 2025. As I said, he used Billy Slater as the example, completely derailed at the back end of his career, still playing unbelievable footy at age 35. And I reckon if it wasn't for those injuries, Billy could have played till he was 36. I really do. I, I, I honestly believe that. And I think James Tedesco is going to be very similar. You think about the injuries he had at the start of his career that really fucked him up. When was the last time Teddy had an injury? I think it'll be interesting. When does James Tedesco hang up the boots from the Origin Arena? 30 years old now. I reckon, you know, 31, 32. I reckon he plays there maybe around the 33 sort of time. I guess it depends how many premierships the Roosters win or if they win a premiership in the next few years. But that's the other conversation we've got to have. I just, I, I think this is such a great re-sign, re-signing by the Sydney Roosters. I think it was so obvious. This is how it was going to play out. And I think that the longer Suwali'i spends just in this team, learning the game, improving, you know, like he's obviously, you know, tough as nails and everything now. But just the longer he spends in this team, the tougher he gets, the more used to first grade he gets. I think it will pay dividends in in the long run. And, I mean, as soon as that fullback spot opens up, if it's not Joe Imani, it will be Suwali'i. And, you know, if it's not working out, he wants to go to Union, he wants to make money elsewhere. By all means, but I think this kid wants to win, and I think he wants to win at the Roosters, and I think he wants to be under James Tedesco and Trent Robinson, and I think the Roosters will make it work, and I'm pretty confident of it. So congratulations to James Tedesco. Very well-deserved. He's one of my favorite players of all time. I've loved watching him from the early days. I remember I watched him play in a trial out at Camden, and I just remember the hype around him was just sensational. You watch the way he moved and the angles he ran at. 
It was just insane. And then, of course, we watched him go through three or four years of this next big superstar with all these injuries, and all you heard was he's a tackle-break machine, he's lightning quick, and then it was just leg injury, leg injury, leg injury, leg injury, and you're just going, oh, my God, this guy can't possibly come out of this and be a good footballer. He came out of it as one of the best footballers of all time. It's scary to think if he didn't have all those mishaps early part of his career, where he would be. It makes you wonder that if he didn't have all those mishaps and he had you know an extra five years of consistent first grade at the start of his career... Could he have legitimately pushed Billy Slater as the greatest fullback ever? I personally think he's in the conversation. I don't think he's better than Slater. But I do wonder if he would have had those extra years, you know, how much of a better footballer he could have been. All ifs and buts, and I understand that. And Slater's set, you know, such a fantastic mark on our game and such a high ceiling. But I think that Teddy in the last five years has achieved so much. It is crazy. And I think that he could have another five years to come where he could achieve probably not just as much, but he could achieve a lot. You know, his own moments in, you know, the NRL, his own moments in the Origin Arena, his own moments with the Kangaroos. The Kangaroos captain, as it stands right now, I, I think he's going to be at the top for quite a while longer, to be honest with you. And, and there are, you know, other superstars in this game that play fullback, but I think he's got a mortgage on the one jersey for New South Wales and stuff. I think Turbo will always be at centre. I think he's got a mortgage on the Kangaroos jersey in the one spot. Queenslanders, I mean, you know, Caelan Ponga's the best fullback there. He's got his own problems. Reese Walsh, still very raw, etc. I think he's going to be the best fullback for quite some time. Turbo on his day obviously can beat him out, but Turbo can also play other positions. So I just think this is this is Teddy's time. I think it is still Teddy's time, and I think it will be for the next few years. So congratulations to him. Exciting for you, Roosters fans. It would have been terrible to see him go. I would have loved to have seen him go back to the Tigers and, and finish off there last week. But watching the way they carried on on the weekend and everything, I just think, fuck it, Teddy. I want you to stay at the Roosters. I want you to be as successful as you possibly can. Um, now, Nathan Brown, he also signed during the week, effective immediately. Great signing by the Sydney Roosters. I really like this. And look, I'll be the first one to admit, I've always been a huge Nathan Brown fan. When South Sydney let him go, I couldn't believe it. I think he went to the West Tigers then. They let him go. I couldn't believe it. And then he arrived at Parramatta, and he was very good for a number of years. Had injuries and stuff, and I understand that. And I also think that his game has developed a lot over the last few years. I think that there was a period of time there where Nathan Brown was – you know, saying this in the nicest and the most respectful way possible, but he was a bit of a stat patter. I think that he would sort of bounce off tackles and he'd build these tackle breaks, he'd build these unnecessary offloads. And I think that quite often you could see that players around Nathan Brown were frustrated with playing with him because you're trying to stick to a structure, you're trying to get to certain spots on the field. He's running around like like a pinball machine all over the place, but you get to the end of the game and you go, oh, fuck. 160 metres, seven tackle breaks, not bad. But in reality, I thought he was fucking up a lot of sets. And I reckon at some point... Someone sat down with Nathan Brown and had they had a conversation with him and pointed it out to him and said, hey, we don't need this. Whether it's a halfback, a coach, I don't know. But I reckon at some point someone has. He obviously played Origin a couple of years ago, came on. His first hit-up was unreal. Sort of fell out, fell into the rugby league wilderness a bit over the last year or so. Um, you know, Parramatta, obviously unwanted there. I'm not sure what the reason is there. I've got no idea. I can't make sense of it. They've obviously got a pretty stacked forward pack, but... I think Nathan Brown should be in any forward pack in the competition, personally. Uh, but I thought that it did say a lot of him, despite being, you know, on the complete outside at Parramatta for the last two, two and a half years, I think it's fair to say. Even when he wasn't injured, he was on the outside. They get to grand final day and they go, you know what, we just need a fucking dog to come into our side. And they bring Nathan Brown in. So, for me, that does say all you need to know about him. I don't know why he hasn't been in the team for so long. It doesn't really make all that much sense to me. But for Parramatta to bring him in at that point, I think that says something about this guy. So I really like the signing by the Roosters. Look, obviously, JWH, he's getting older. Matt Lodge has now got an injury for 12 weeks or so. So I think they had to make a move somewhere because I don't think they can keep going for the next 12 weeks with all these young guys running around. JWH comes back this week, which is great. 
but he's getting older. He's what, what's JWH 34, 35, I would guess. I would say this will be his last year in first grade. Spencer Lenu joining the club next year. Weren't able to get their paws on him early, obviously. Uh, so I think this Nathan Brown signing is a fantastic one. I think it'll be really good for some of those young guys to have another experienced guy. They've obviously got Matt Lodge and JWH there, but I think it'd be fantastic to bring Nathan Brown in, especially because he's gone about things the hard way. Hasn't all come easy to him, and I would love to see Nathan Brown, you know, win a premiership with the Chooks. I know there's a lot of premiership chat with the Chooks in this podcast, and I understand that'll probably piss a lot of you off because they haven't won it since 1819. I'm talking about it a lot. They win it every second year, but I do think they have been very unlucky with injuries. I think that once they get this team sorted and they're all flowing and they're all fit and they're on the field and Trent Robinson actually gets a full side to work with, uh, I think they will be a pretty scary prospect. I think coming into this side, he's played a bit of a 13 role previously. I don't think that will be him now. I think he will just be solely be a middle forward. I think Radley's got a mortgage on that spot, and I think when it's not Radley, it'll probably be uh, Brandon Smith. But you could just play Brandon Smith in his second stint of the game in the front row, and Brownie comes on at third. I mean, there's so many options there, but I just think Brownie's got the sort of mentality. And you know what I love the most about Nathan Brown right now? He's got a point to prove. A guy like him, an absolute dog. I've always said he fights for every meter. You you want a dog that fights for every bone in your team. And Nathan Brown, he's always been that guy, which I never really understood why Parramatta weren't playing him. Maybe there's more to it. Maybe there's, you know, attitude. I don't know. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. But my experiences with Brownie over the years, the few things I've had to do with him, or you know, once or twice I've spoken to him, I've always got a really positive vibe, and I always hear players talk very highly of him as well. So, yeah, I really like the signing by the Roosters. I think it'll be a good one. I think it will pay dividends for them. Uh, and, yeah, Roosters heading in the right direction as per fucking usual. Number of messages about the sombrero and whatnot uh, over the last 24, 48 hours. I get where you're coming from, but... I'm a big believer in, you know, until they get caught or whatever and they get caught, I mean, there's not much we can really say. Um, so, yeah, maybe it's just that they're better run than most clubs. I don't know. Maybe this, maybe it says something about having business people running clubs instead of ex-footballers. I don't know. You can read into that yourself. I'm, I'm not, if, you, if you're going to tell me the sombrero stuff, I'm not going to die on that hill. I don't care enough to argue with you. I just think that if they were, they would have got caught by now, you know. But good roster management and everything by the Sydney Roosters. Nathan Brown will be there for the rest of the season. I'm willing to bet that he'll probably stay there long term. I reckon that um, Nathan Brown, as long as, as long as he fits in there and everything, uh, I can see him staying there for a little bit longer. So James Tedesco, the re-signing, fantastic for the Chooks. And I think Nathan Brown is a very, very smart signing considering how this season is going and how Matt Lodge is going to be out for. So Roosters, I still think they're going to be a threat this year despite looking pretty shit to start the season. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.